It starts off a with the skill set. What do you bring to the table? What is it that 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 you can offer the industry? You know. But right now, I'm just I'm just studying work. You know, I'm studying people that I look up to's work, and I'm going like, what? This is like this. I was doing this in 2013. You know what I mean? This guy's like a demigod of the stunt game, man. And I've, I've got so long to go, you know. And I'm hardworking. So what about the other guys that are not applying themselves, that are not taking up martial arts, that are not training, that are not spending their off time on the mat? What about them? Look, we're in the area now where the work is consistent. You just got to make sure, are you in the top 10? Or are you in the top five? You decide that, right? You can only get there through hard work, right? So I always knew back then, that you got to put money aside. It's like, if I'm making, and I'm just throwing crazy numbers out at you, I know I'm making 10 grand. In my mind, I'm only making 5 grand. The sun industry is, is great because it humbles you. You know, you can be a hero today and a zero tomorrow. I, I suppose the term could be uh, street smart. Where did it all come from? Street smart, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> street smart, you know. First of all, anything you practice in... in this world you get good at, you know, even crap. You, you practice you crap all the time, you be crap at it, you know. So, you know, that's what I can see clear, you know. So if you can't see it, then you can't, it won't happen, you know. you got to see something clear in your mind, you know. So I see that clear in my mind, you know, and, and I just hope that, uh, that there'll be, uh, you know, young people that'll, that'll grab it the way you grab it. It's not going to be the end of the world. Economy will take a take a hit, but rest assured, beyond this, there will be a boom. The race for content has already begun. Hey guys, welcome back to Money Talks, and today's guest is Grant Powell. Grant, you are a stunt performer, stunt coordinator, fight choreographer, and your unique approach and fusion of disciplines developed the perfect relationship between acting and stunt coordination, bringing together the elements of talent to produce modern-day blockbusters. You've trained many of the top stunt performers in the industry to date and stand highly respected in your field and have built a strong foundation within the South African film and stunt industry, expressing your art in many local and international productions such as Black Sails, Scorpion King for Death Race, Commando and the recent South African cast Netflix special, Queen Sono, as well as you are a Guinness World Record holder. Grant, thanks for being here. And firstly, tell us, what is it like to be a Guinness World Record holder and what is it for? Man, I, I, we hold that record collectively and individually. Um, in SA for burning the most people simultaneously for the longest time. That's that's what that Guinness World Record is for. And, uh, you know, it was the birth child of, actually of uh, Kevin Butters and our paradigm shift. And we were sitting one day at, uh, we were in Luxembourg and uh, we were having, we just met for coffee. And then, you know, we'd been, we'd been doing all these tests, you know, we, we were actually just, we were actually doing workshops, burning stunt performers, taking them through the process of, of, of doing a, a, a full fire, a full body burn. And not just the burn itself, but from prep to burn. So we would take them from how to prep and then they do it themselves. You know what I mean? So that, that's so this is physically setting a person on fire. 
Yeah, physically, full, like, full bodybuilding, you know, big. And safe, safely, of course. And uh, that was the whole, that was the, you know, we wanted to empower the stunt performers, you know, so that when they're around it, they know what's going on, you know. And then we realized, wait a minute, we've already done, collectively, we've already done 50, 60 people, you know, in a space of, like, two months. And then Kevin was like, yeah, we should burn them all at one time. I was like, huh? <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I think we can. And then another coordinator was doing a film and we wanted to, you know, we were helping him with his film. And in his movie, there was like seven people that burning simultaneously in his film. So we were doing the test, you know, it was a passion project. And, and we were doing tests, you know, of how we're going to ignite all these people, how we're going to put them out, you know. And, um, and, and then that's how the idea really came to. And then we, we, we thought, hey, let's, let's, let's put it out there. Let's speak to all the coordinators, did a little WhatsApp group. Everyone was keen. Everyone was on board. Everyone brought their expertise. Everyone came together. It was a massive feat. Uh, we called the Guinness, uh, you know, Guinness World Record. Uh, we called them and they were like, okay, cool. Boom, boom. This was the, this is the process and whatever. And uh, what was the previous record on, uh, on Guinness? I can't even recall what the, I think it was like 20 people and uh, and you guys burned 32 people for 32 seconds um, at one time at one time it was actually longer but they took it from the the last person ignited and the first person that drops you with me so mm. you know you know it was actually for, for longer but that that was the record and we still hold that record and I, you know I don't know who's who's gonna be tempted to break that record, I don't know. And this was soon after Game of Thrones had that scene where a lot of stunt performers got burned oh, by... Oh, uh... that was top. That was, that was, that was, you know, that was inspiring for me. When we saw that and I knew, I knew some of those stunt performers actually personally by Facebook, Instagram and so forth. But um, that was inspiring uh, and, and, and we just wanted to top that, you know. Obviously that was, that was Visually, that was much better because they were in costume. It was way bigger. They had all the, that you know, all the gear. All the um, we did this. Yeah. It, 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 we did this the old school raw way, bro, and it was and it worked, and uh, it was a real feat for South Africa for the South African stunt community collective. It was really the last time we all really got together. You know, the camaraderie was great, man. I, we we are thinking of another record. Um, I can't talk about it just yet. I'm uh, waiting. I'm waiting to hear from Kevin. It's, it will not only involve one discipline but two disciplines, and um, we hope that that will again, once again, you know, bring the stunt community together and and, and we take another record. Ah, Grant, bring the stunt community together. Grant, I want to start take this all the way back to the beginning. In talking about your story, in talking about everything that started from. The beginning days you don't come from uh i mean it's interesting where you have come from growing up in mitchell's plain all the way up to today working on what might call is the dream industry I, I as a stunt performer as a friend of yours we we love this industry grant and tell me tell the viewers here where did it all begin sure you know i don't know how many times how many times i've told the story but i'm gonna start with the, the beginning i guess i i it kind of came to me man you know i was i was always i was always into performing performing arts you know if i can think back from from primary school actually from 
Krishlim already, you know, I was always involved in some kind of a show or Valentine's Day or American Day, you know, that's your casual day in school. We do shows, we were part of rap groups, dance groups, so I was always involved in entertainment. And uh, I think POC, POC came to our school, that kind of ignited the thought that, hey, man, we can be more than this, you know, because they, they obviously, you know, POC, right, Prophets of the City. And, and uh, they at that point already been traveling the world, and, you know, spreading the gospel of hip hop and telling, you know, South African stories, you know, through the medium of hip hop. So I was very inspired by that because I, I could relate. I was like, hey, there's me. There's someone like me. You know, I could do that. And uh, years went by. Um, and uh, I got a job at Ritanga Junction. I started out as a, as a child minder and a character minder. So basically working in the kids entertainment department. Um, you know, there were dancers, puppeteers, magicians, uh, circus performers, you name it, man. And, and then there were the stunt guys. They were doing a stunt show. They were doing a stunt show every day, six days a week, uh, two shows a day. And uh, I, I had the crappiest... But fun job. I enjoyed that job. You know, I enjoyed getting in a suit and entertaining kids. But I was seen as like the bottom of the totem pole. Like, you know, uh, you're not seeing you in the suit. And uh, but it gave me a lot of free time because I could only I think I could only get into the suit like four times a day, which, you know, by law, because, you know, it's claustrophobic and dying. I think. So. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so it gave me a lot of opportunity and time to go and watch the stunt show, watch the puppet show, watch the dance shows. And just befriend everyone and, and uh, you know, one by one, show by show, I started getting slotted in because I knew all the lines. I knew, you know, and one day one guy would get sick and they'd be like, okay, you, 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 you do the voice, I'll manipulate the puppet. I'm like, cool, then I became the voice, you know. And then eventually he was like, oh, can you cover for me, man? I've got to do this. And, you know, and everyone was starting to get into the film industry. Um, at that time, you know, I was, I was like, uh, it was 2008, 2009. You know, and uh, so, you know, long story short, got involved with the stand show. My business partner, actually, Vernon Willems, got me involved in the stand show. He left to the States when the place closed down, and I introduced him back into the film industry. So weird um, how that worked out. But um, got involved in the stand show, did that stand show for about two and a half years, um, and maybe even longer. And uh, the place then closed down in 2002. And, uh, and then, yeah, you know, I, I went in, I still carried on with, 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 uh, with uh, you know, children's entertainment. Uh, you know, I toured Car Kind Car, we did Grahamstown festivals, all these, these kiddie shows, man. You know, and then one day I was in Canal Walk, met a stunt coordinator. He was like, hey, uh, I remember you from the stunt show. Do you want to double someone? I'm like, yeah, cool, poof. Lo and behold, it's my friend. So this was... Uh... So, so this was complete random incident that got you into the actual film industry. I wouldn't say it's random. I mean, I already had my preparation, right? You think about it. I'm, I'm, I'm already a, a, at this at this point in time. I've already got uh, three years, you know, four years. And let's, I started '98, closed in 2002, you know. So I already had experience as a performer in a live show. So there's no cut, you know. We we doing it in real time, in real life, you know. So. You know, and these were all pre-choreographed fights and explosions and whatever. So I really came into the movie game, not a stranger to action. You with me? So 
I wouldn't say it was by yes by chance that he that he recognized me from the show. Um, so yes, I would say that was by chance. But I was prepared, you know, preparation meant opportunity. I don't even look at it at that as a chance. That was just the opportunity that I already was prepared for. And then um, the rest, as they say, is history, man. I did. I think I did two movies where I doubled Denver Frauform. It was still thin at the time. That time, if you did, man, if you did like. 10 days on a movie set, you were working, man. You were like, you in there, you know? And that wasn't the case. I was still doing, I was still doing theater. I was still running with Angels Everywhere in 2004. You know what I mean? I, we still toured with that show. I still did Shirley, Shirley Goodness and Mercy. In 2007, I was still involved. I was still uh, having other streams of income within entertainment, you know? But the stunt thing was, you know, the movie started, started getting more and more. And um, and then later down the line, I found my passion for for fight choreography. I actually already had that passion because I came from it, you know. But now it was a different medium. It was for it was for screen. It was for for, for film and TV. So it was cool because you they, you could cut, you could make a mistake and start over. Whereas you can't in a live show. You fluff. You gotta you gotta think on your feet. So tell me, Grant, you, you make a statement, uh, always be prepared, you're always ready to accept uh, the opportunity. And this is a theme that we see consistently, not only in the stunt industry, but in many freelance in business these days. Explain that statement. How do you always remain prepared? I mean, is it based on your vision that you saw yourself working with the greats uh, all those years ago? And, and, and where did that motivation come from to always be prepared? Mentors, you know, to answer that, you know, you know, I'm not prepared here. I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, giving you the answers as you're asking the question. But mentors, you know, I always, always in life, actually, I always, you know, I always had mentors. I always had someone to look up to, you know. And uh, so if there was someone that I really looked up to, a, a natural process, I wouldn't go up there like, uh, you know, it would be natural, you know. I would be hardworking. I would be constantly at it, and naturally they, they would gravitate towards the two. Will, the two lights will attract, you know, because you share the same passion, and then you learn from someone that's already been there, you know, that's already done it, and uh, you go as far as you can with that person, and and then you find and you you like like I said, I was a stunt performer, so I was attracted to all the best stunt performers, uh, and then I noticed, oh man, this 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 coordinator is really good with fights, man. I love fights. I want to be involved. And then you become the Azzy, you know, you become the, the, the guy that they can call up anytime. You call me anytime. I'm there to learn. I'm there to learn everything. And, uh, and then the, so that leads to the next and the next and the next. And then you realize, whoa, this guy's actually good at creating fights. He's good at filming fights. I need to learn how to film, man. So what do you do? You invest in a camera. Now you become the second camera. Okay, cool. I'll get this. You know what I mean? And then he starts looking, mm, your footage is actually, mm, your footage is tight. Your footage is better. You know what? You should handle the camera. And now you're learning another set of skills. You're with me. So now, now you shoot and like, yeah, here's the footage, man. I hope you like it. And like, oh, good. Now you realize, oh, this guy has to stitch all this together. He's got to edit this. And I go, oh, I'm still walking around with an old Dell computer, man. I need to get myself a Mac. So now I've got, now I'm motivated to get that item, you know. So now I'm, 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 I'm how can I say, I'm, I'm more of an asset now to the game, to the game. 
you know, that is the stunt industry or the fight game, the fight choreography industry, uh, or the fight choreography discipline within the industry. So now you've got your, now you've got your, your computer, your camera, and now you go, you know what? The movie's done. What do I do in my off time? I've got the tools to make. I've got the, I've got the, the skills to physically do it. I've learned the skills from my mentor. Some are older than you. Some of them are younger than you. You know, everyone brings skills to the table. You, you go, hmm, I've got the tools and I need to shoot something, you know. You shoot something, you, you know, some of it will be good. Some of it will be, will be crappy, but you've got to start somewhere. So you always got to be prepared. So when, when the next movie comes, guess what? You've already shot four or five little shorts, short films. So when the director has this vision, you're like, oh, actually, and eventually the directors will be looking to you and going, hmm, remember that video you did? What do you think? <laughs> that, that video, no, they shooting a, a, you shot something totally out of your pocket. You paid money, you bought all the gear, you, you invested in this, in this little project for YouTube. You've put it on YouTube. You know, you start to amass a digital footprint. Boop, boop, boop. And, uh, and you know, and, and, and the directors will be like, ah, oh, I've got this idea. And, and you can actually reference from your own work. They may be referencing your work. They go, yeah, remember the, the, the skill like this? You, you do it down like this. I want, I want this in, in, in my movie. And you go like, well, that's an old video that I shot with a cell phone in a gym. You get what I'm saying? That's preparation. Absolutely. That's where preparation meets opportunity. So I'm always prepared because I'm always on the floor. I'm always training. It's not a... It's not like I only do this when I'm shooting movies, you know. I I, I think that's that's the key. That's what that's what up, upcoming guys uh, need to understand that it's not just when you're on a movie set. You can't be learning on a movie set. You make the mistakes while you're doing your own little movies and your own little shorts and and because it takes time. It takes time and effort, and that's why there's so few. There's really very few at the top because when you really get into it, it's a lot of work. You know, you're out there physically, physically getting either beat up or putting together sequences where other people beat each other up. Oh, that's already a 12 hour day. Now you go home, you take the footage. You're so excited about it. You don't rest and you go, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You come home, you plug it in, you start painting all your clips. That's another four or five hours. Move. You don't pay for this. This is your this is your movie. The payoff is later down the line. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, Grant. And a lot of people need to understand that. You know, the 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 time you put in, the labor to pay ratio in the beginning, it's always never work. You go like this is way too much work. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, Grant. You know what you're talking to is so. You, you literally covered every aspect of what it takes to build a successful business in that you went off on it and you dealt with dedication, passion, you dealt with marketing, communication, you dealt with thinking for the future, innovation, building your digital footprint. Grant, what you're saying in the word preparedness and always being ready has everything to do with building a successful brand, a successful business. And it came off so naturally. I mean, you were just explaining yourself on being prepared, yet you talk to all of these things, uh, project management, future planning. Grant, where did you, uh, I mean, were you born with this? Uh, I, I suppose the term could be uh, street smart. Where did it all come from? 
street smart, baby. You know what I mean? Street <laughs> smart, you know. Um, anyone who knows me, anyone who knows uh, Strandfontein, anyone who knows Mitchell's playing, you know. So that's why I look at I look at people might look at at, at your past where you come from as a disadvantage. No, I, I feel it's my ultimate advantage. You know, you can spot, you can just you you spot things a mile away. You know what I mean? It's like ah ah, guys are fake. He's lying. You know what I mean? Actions. You know, I look at actions. I look at the body language. I you know because you have to. You know. Growing up in the plane, you had to, you know what I mean? That time we were taking, I used to get my mom every Friday in town center. You know town center? You know what I mean? Town center, <laughs> Mitchell's plane, Google that place, you know? <laughs> and to think that, to think it was the absolute norm on a Friday to get into a taxi, wait for your mother in front of Woolworths, you know, Woolworths was like the safe place to, 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 to wait for your parents and there'd be other kids that you knew, you know? Sometimes you travel together, it's kids in your road or whatever, and we're all waiting for our parents, you know, to help them carry the bags in the taxi. Poof, you know, your your prize would be a chip roll to all your efforts. And, uh, you know, you had to be street smart. You had to, your parents, uh, you know, my mom especially, my mom's a strong woman, you know, she instilled that in me. So, yeah, I would say street smart was my number, my number one attribute, and I wouldn't have had that if I wasn't in a, in a, if I wasn't growing up in that in that environment, um, I used it to my advantage, I believe. Use it to your advantage. You took opportunities along the way. Tell me, Grant, for the person entering the industry, entering any freelance industry in light of today's times, you know, in our industry as it's evolving, looking towards the future. Other than being prepared, there's also the art of networking. There's also the art of being a team player. How important is that in being helpful around the film set, in being helpful, not only being a stunt performer, you know, you and I had a, a chat before we started putting the cameras on around the looking the part for a stunt performer versus actually being an effective stunt performer from a skill set perspective, but it goes deeper than that in the relationships and understanding that you might have with regards to the entire production of a film. What is that department doing? Where does it all fit in networking? Because I know this is a big part of the industry and it applies to a many small businesses. It's, there's many layers to it, man. Like I said, it, it starts off a with the skill set. What do you bring to the table? What is it that, that, that you can offer the industry? You know what I mean? Then I think secondly, it's, it's certainly personality too. Are you, are you someone that can speak? Are you someone that can uh, communicate with an actor, with a director, with a producer, with, uh, you, you know, are you helpful? Are you one-dimensional? Do you just fight? Do you just drive a car? Do you just jump off buildings? Do you just burn? Those are all great skills. But imagine you were only good at one. How many times do I need to burn someone in a movie? How many times do I need someone to flip a car in a movie? Those are few and far. You know, I'd also advise the new guys, uh, you know, you got to look at what, what, what keeps you busy the most? What is what is the most that's required for the film set? They always need someone to fall, get smacked, kick, punch. You know, in a battle scene, we a battle scene, we always need, you know, loads of guys that can fight. Or a hero always needs to punch somebody in the face or do a you know a combat sequence with himself. Bing! Stunt fighting. I need to be a good stunt fighter, you know? And then that's gonna lead to 
that coordinator or that fight choreographer going on, he's my go-to guy. He's my test dummy. Now when you get now you're close to the coordinator, you're gonna learn from him. You're gonna learn everything. You're gonna learn his body language, his manner mannerisms, when to speak, when not to speak, when to tug, when to push with actors, you know. Because like I told you, 90% of the job is psychology, you know, dealing with actors, uh, dealing with their insecurities, dealing with their vulnerabilities, because they're learning and they're learning from you, you know, and they're not gonna learn, they're not gonna be wanna learn nothing from you if you a can't show it skillfully and communicate it in a way that's not uh, condescending, intimidating, and all that jazz. You know what I mean? So it, there's a lot of layers to it. So I would always suggest, because uh, I'm not the master at, at any of it. I'm the jack of all of it. I'm not the master of any of it. There's many that are better in, in the different disciplines uh, of the stunt game, if you know what I mean. There's so many, there's so many disciplines that no one can be good at all of it. No, you'd have to be, a, I don't know, 100 years old or doing, I don't know how many movies. Uh, you, you, you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, Grant. And I suppose if you, sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, Grant. But, but what you're talking to as well is, is you always learning, you're always developing that art, experiencing different uh, styles of filming, how it portrays on camera. And I mean, if you look at it, the movies we used to watch, uh, 20 years ago, leading up to 10 years ago, that the stunts in that, the fight sequence, the martial arts, you, you see it evolving right in front of our eyes. Previously, you'd see uh, unrealistic, um, one guy gets punched and flies across the screen, and then we've seen a, a shift to fight choreography being more tactical, more realistic. You know, you're, you're not going to get a guy that's going to get punched once and hit the floor directly. It's a more engaging uh, action sequence. And there's a high demand for that. And, and, and then we're starting to, to see the age in, in films of uh, massive CGI. You look at your Avengers types where you kind of have to mix both of its sci-fi fighting uh, camera angles, how it feels on screen. You always have to be innovating 100%. That, and and that's, that's something that I really have always admired about your work in terms of how you're always innovating the way. Five years ago, Stunt Team and Grant Powell and Vernon Willemsel was... You guys were filming uh, amazing content, but start moving today and you see your recent uploads with, with the camera techniques. Do, do you just make this up? Uh, this is your own unique expression, right? So where does it come from? So first of all, anything you practice in, in this world, you get good at, you know, even crap. You, you practice you <laughs> crap all the time, you get crap at it, you know. So, so you got to be busy at it all the time, you know. Primarily, we started out as just uh, teachers, you know, teaching the next generation, um, you know, what we've learned and passing on that, you know, because we need to sustain the industry, you know what I mean? So how do you sustain it? You need to keep creating new performers because um, your lifespan as a performer is really not that long if you really think about it, if you really, if you really become the gag guy, you know, so... We've also had to evolve with the time over the years, like what's going to be more sustainable um, for us as performers or as contributors to the industry. So, you know, the ones has led to the other. So, you know, good performers. Okay, now you're going to be good teachers. Okay, but to be a good teacher, you need to keep teaching, you know. So being a fight, a fight choreographer is inherently, is inherent of teaching. You get what I'm saying? So... 
you've got to keep teaching to be a good teacher. <laughs> if that answers your question, I don't know if I lost the question. No, absolutely. You know, I, I, it does answer the question, and and you always have to keep teaching to to revisit your own basics, and that's if you're strong on your basics, it leads leads to your inspiration of what could be. Um, and, and, and keeping the keeping hand on the pulse of what's happening, you know, we still, you know, we we got so much to learn. If you look at the game now, I mean, I'm sitting right now. Oh, you can't see my uh, the screen in blank, but right now I'm just I'm just studying work. You know, I'm studying people that I look up to's work, and I'm going like, what? This is like this. I was doing this in 2013. You know what I mean? This guy's like a demigod of the stunt game, man. And I've, I've got so long to go. You know. And I'm hardworking. So what about the other guys that are not applying themselves, that are not taking up martial arts, that are not training, that are not spending their off time on the map? What about them? If I feel like I'm uh, light years behind, you know, we've got such a long way to go still as a, as a company, as a individual coordinators, fight choreographers. So the best I can do is keep, keep being at it, you know, keep learning, staying on the floor, Keep being a student. Um, I think the key to success is that every single stunt coordinator that I ever worked under was a mentor to me, really. You know, every single one of them, I took away something, you know. They, came, they left me with something that could take me to the next step, you know, whether it was physically teaching me something or leaving me with that gym, you know, whether it was their methodology, um, you know, I took, I'm a piece of every one, I, I think, you know, there's a piece of everyone uh, in me. I don't know if that sounds and you know, right, I think, but... I think that's such an important thing, and I can relate to that, and many people can relate to that. Uh, life is a journey, and in our art, in our profession, we, we meet people along the way, all mentors, if you, if you have that perspective, that lens, to learn from every interaction that you can. And, and a lot of them, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people around us are mentors. And it's just, it's, it's that mindset. That's, that's the most important thing. And you give credit to every single one of them. And I appreciate that you're about Grant. Is you, you always learn something. Good, bad, incredible from every interaction. And in, in a game like that. 100%, you know, you know, people will say the, the good and the bad. I almost, in my view, I almost... There's no bad. Everything of it was good. Everything of it was good, man. Even even if it was where you were like, you know, uh, you know, taught a tough lesson or you were feel like you were maybe sidelined or you were kept in the kitchen or all of that is gold, you know, because it's all preparation. It's all preparation. So I'm really grateful for 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 for. for for all the stunt coordinators that I've ever had the opportunity to work with. And that I still continue to work with, you know. I like to I like to believe that I have a good working relationship with, with, with everybody. And um, and I continue to learn from them. So, yeah. So, At what point, Grant, did you decide to start the stunt team and, and build a company around it? Was it... Uh, did it you was always just like, have the... you know what it was just literally it came out of if you really look at the 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 logo i, I, I had this old vest that says you know stunt team stunt fighters 2011 but it was literally it was just a picture of myself in timber he passed on um he passed on very quickly he had cancer and we were you know i was we were good good friends and he was a very he was a very proud guy you know and i 
he had a very infectious uh, personality. So we always joke around on set and whatever. And we took this picture one day and we were shooting the the killing of Bin Laden. It was like a low budget, uh, you know, one of those, you know, like like banged up abroad. You know, one of those shows, you know, where I played the soldier that shot myself and I'm Bin Laden and then I'm the dude in the helicopters. <laughs> like we were like, you know, we, we were shooting that with the, uh, with uh, Uncle Momere, you know, one of my, my, my key mentors. And um, so to answer your question, something was just a concept of teamwork. That's all it was. It was like, we're a team, man. We, 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 it's all in the name, you know. We're a team. We work together. We can't do it without each other, you know. And that was just the, the ovens on the floor, the, the, the stunt players, you know. And then, you know, we just progressed. I think in 2015, we were like, hey, man, you know, we are 35 years old. We've got enough experience. We've, we, we, we really wanted to have beyond 10 years of active experience, you know, as, as, uh, as leaders, you know, of our craft. And, and we just wanted to teach people. That was the goal, you know. And then eventually what happens was, you know, you're out there. You're constantly doing all these workshops. You, again, in this this touches onto the other point about networking and digital footprint, you know, so you're putting out all this content where you're teaching people and you're doing, you're transferring skills, you know, and because you've been in the, in the industry for so long, you know, we're talking now plus 13, 14 years at this point, you know, um, and this is, I'm talking about besides the stand show, you know, if I add the stand show, we're talking, we're talking 20 years, 20 years, you can go back, and you can you could go back 20 years and find us performing stats. You get what I'm saying? So it I was the right time. Saying. It was the right time. I don't feel it was premature. I felt that at that point I'd I'd, I'd achieved uh, my goals. My goals. Were like, okay, I'm gonna be in everyone. When I got into the industry, I was like, oh, I, again, like I told you on the first point, mentors. I looked up and I looked up the guys and I thought, yo, I want to be like that guy. You know, I saw. And then I started notes. Oh, he's an elite ten. That's always on call. I thought I need to be part of that ten. You know, I need to work hard. I need to be in their face. I need to just do hard work, and they'll notice it. You know. And then I got inducted into the ten. You know. Then I realized, whoa! Out of the ten, five of these guys are coattailing. You know. Now they now you're in it. You know. Now I go. Oh. Five out of this ten is actually just coattailing. You know. They're riding on the legacy of. I've been for doing this. I didn't want to be that. Till now, I don't want to be that. You don't want to ride on that. I want to stay relevant, you know? So, and then I was like, oh, I need to be in that five, man, that five dedicated, you know, that five guys that stays after, you know, the five guys that are going to critique their work, you know? And so, and so we went and I noticed oh, the, these five guys, they in every stunt company showreel, you know, they, they in every, every stunt company had a showreel and I was like, oh, I, want, I want to be, and that's a goal of mine, you know? And in so that means you, by virtue of that, you're working with every other coordinator, every other top coordinator I wanted to have a relationship with, not just do one day's work with him. I wanted him to know me and, and, and I wanted to know him, how he works, his methodology, etc., etc. And so Vernon and I always had that in mind that, okay, we're going to do this the right way. We're going we're gonna to serve our time. We're still of service to the game even now. And, uh, and in 2005, 2015, I mean, 2015, 
we registered the stamp team and then we still going and we still growing and we still got a long way to go, you know. But if I look back on the last, just on the last year alone, you know, it's incredible, you know, we've, we've, we've gone back-to-back movies. Um, we are the forefront of local films, I, I'd like to believe. And, uh, and we're just carrying on. We're still pushing on strong. Uh, before COVID happened, we were both on, 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 on two, two local projects, two good projects, you know, off the backs of, of two international projects. So we're doing well, you know. We really want to take our skills and transfer that into the local market because we started to notice, like, you know, it's kind of mediocre because they don't have skilled practitioners helping them with their films, you know. You look at a, a local... Zanzi film and you see the punches and you can just see like there wasn't a professional there you see the guy holding the gun is like this you know and we were like this, ah, you know and um, so we started to help you know offer our services to, to, to local productions when we were not on, on bigger jobs and that kind of that kind of snowballed into look now you know look at look at Queen Sona the first Netflix African original series you know and I, it, it's, it's really broken the mold you know, so we want to continue with that. We, 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 we. And I must tell you, firstly, thank you to all the audience that uh, didn't know this. I did feature getting shot on uh, Queen Sona. Yes, <laughs> and that is because in the, of in the bar. my main man. <laughs> yes, it was a fun project. You know, it was a fun project. It was project. a fun project. And, and, and Grant actually called me in. You guys know that I... Um, I am a stunt performer it's from the industry I came from and granted let's have some fun. Thanks Grant and a shout out to our proudly South African, uh, that's, that's right here, that's the stunt team, this, that was Grant Powell. Um, sorry Grant for interrupting you but it, it's, you are going off the, the, the topic and it's such a special thing that you guys have done, a proudly South African Netflix special, my man. And there'll be more you, man, you know, and, and, and what happens with that is it brings the eyes now people are, now we are noticed, you know. Not, when I say we, I don't mean like us. I mean the, the industry South is now African noticed. Industry. Like now Netflix believes, hey, it can be done. You know, so of that, I believe full well, we will do many more uh, uh, Netflix shows. And, uh, and we just, you know, like Werner likes to say, we, we just cap on, you know. Um, we just carry on and, and do the good work and have good work ethic. And, uh, and, you know, it's all in the name. You can never do it alone. You, you have to do it as a team. And, uh, and we just cap on, man. We love what we do. And um... In light of COVID, you mentioned COVID and what it's doing to the industry. Um, well, the industries in the world, how it's slowed down everything. Um, what would you say is the importance of running, be it a freelance stunt performer, be it a stunt company, the importance of... Uh, having a reserve and having your finances planned uh, as a company in this industry, um, how have you been affected in, in all of this? Man, well, brother, man, you know firsthand, you've been, you've been pivotal in, in terms of helping uh, uh, stand team with our financial structures and so forth. And, you know, always when you start off in the business as a, as a freelance stand performer, you're already a business in yourself. You are a running business, right? You are a freelancer, independent contractor, right? So your work is not consistent. Look, we're in the era now where the work is consistent. You just got to make sure, are you in the top 10 or are you in the top five? You decide that, right? You can only get there through hard work, right? 
there are other means, of course, but that will be easily seen. I mean, if you're really passionate about it, doesn't matter. You work all the time. You work all the time. If you are passionate, it will show. You can't fake that. So I knew, oh man, you as when I was you know stunt performing, you know I still stunt perform, of course, but now you do a big act, right? Oh man, the money is flowing. You're feeling like Snoop Dogg because the adjustments are good. But now you just you you you've earned all this money. Let's say you clock maybe 60, 80 G's in a day. Bam, right? So now you're thinking, oh, I made a lot of money. But now, that's in February. March comes around, and you got two days on set. Now your, your APG doesn't seem so much anymore because you've got to cover all your overhead. So, you all, so I always knew back then that you've got to put money aside. It's like, if I'm making, and I'm just throwing crazy numbers out at you, I know I'm making 10 grand. In my mind, I'm only making 5 grand. Right, that's always how I've operated. So, both save, save. You gotta save first. You gotta pay yourself also first. Okay, people are gonna go what? You pay yourself first. You the one, you the one most dedicated to waking up, getting the job done. You put in the time. So reward yourself. You know, um, before I used to that reward used to be like whatever that is. The banner, whatever you know what I mean. Now, as an adult, as a as a as a young father, as a married man, you know now that doesn't become that anymore. But you you start <laughs> you start putting away, and uh, it's very unfortunate. But with 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 COVID, because it kills our momentum. You know what I mean? Because, but I was saying to my wife, I said to my wife, hey man, maybe this is this is what it all culminates to. You know what I mean? Now now we prepared. You know, we are prepared to, to to sit this through. We don't know how long this is going to last. Will it be two months, three months, five months? How much have you saved of your total, uh, your lifestyle? You know, how long can you survive? Are you living hand to mouth? Because if you're living hand to mouth and not saving, guess what? You popping now. You don't know if you're going to, you don't know if you're going to be a stunt performer post-COVID-19. So I urge upcoming performers, I urge you, you know, as a especially the young guys who are, you know, they they in there, they're the top guys. They, you know, the sun industry is is great because it humbles you. You know, you can be a hero today and a zero tomorrow. You you've seen it. You've been a stunt double before. You know, as soon as you're done, okay, start the double done. Okay, actor, come on in, come on in. Actor does a tenth of what you've done, and everyone's like, whoa, yeah, cut, bring the stunt double. Thrown through the window. Hurry up, clean up. We need to move on. That's the nature of the game. You know what I'm saying? So, so be wise with your money. Save. You gotta save. You got to save. I can't say it enough um, because this industry will either make you or break you, man. Grant, what's your take on residuals and the South African industry? I know we've seen uh, after Mad Max. Australian performers uh, started putting a lot of regulations. You know, we know South Africa and uh, some other countries are well known to being cheap labor in terms of the production industry regulations, uh, associations that represent performers. And, and after Mad Max, I was saying Australia started putting a lot of rules and, and there's rumors that that was what led uh, business away. And there's all sorts of uh, viewpoints when, when professionalizing the industry. However, at a time like this, uh, performers like 
in the USA, in the UK, that make a film that get recognized in their contracts and earn residual income. Uh, and, and that's because they signed the contract. Uh, we don't have that in South Africa for stunt performers. What's your take around all of that and, and life after COVID? I mean, wouldn't that be nice if we had that in place? You know, and I think post-COVID, there's going to be a lot of rethinking and restructuring of how how films are, are going to be made. Um, your other point is totally valid, though. There's a, there's a reason why people love to come and film in South Africa. It's because they can bypass, you know, unions and they can bypass these contracts, you know, and it's, in essence, it just becomes cheaper to shoot here and attractive. So it's a real catch-22. You start making these crazy demands, they simply go shoot in Argentina or in, or in Bulgaria or in other, any other cheaper place where they can circumvent those um, those union deals. budgets, yeah. You know, so it's really, it's like, it's really tough. And, uh, and uh, again, I'm not of the authority to speak on that matter, but I do, I do feel it would have, it would have totally benefited the entire industry. I mean, not just stunt people, actors uh, and everyone involved, you know what I mean? Imagine, imagine we would be starting now, we wouldn't be worried and look, um, there's there's debt relief. There's 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 businesses being bailed out, and and we do feel as stunt performers and 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 and, 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 and you know Artists, practitioners yeah. of the stunt industry that we feel like like left out. You know what I mean? That that is the reality. You know, I wish this was a much. I wish I could you know paint a better picture, but it's not. At the, at the end of the day, yeah, you really got to be wise with your funds because you in a you're in a high-risk, high-pay industry, and um, you just got to be wise with your money. That's all I can say on that. Matter. So, after life after COVID, right? What? How do you see the silver lining and the opportunities in this downtime while the world has slowed down, productions on halt? Um, what What were you working on, and and how is it? How are you thinking towards the future in terms of opportunity through this crisis and after it in the industry? Production's not on hold, but I'm sitting here with literally, you can just see, see behind me, my office is a mess, but I'm sitting with like literally like three scripts. Um, and, you know, so they just, you know, we're going to write this out. It's not going to be the end of the world. The economy will take a, take a hit. But rest assured, beyond this, there will be a boom. The race for content has already begun. Otherwise, I would not be sitting here uh, breaking down scripts and 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 and, and, and working. I'm, uh, you know. Well, I mean, everyone's binge watching Netflix at the moment. They'll run out of content uh, in the next few race weeks. For content is already on, and those who can, the creatives, the scriptwriters, believe you me, they are still they are still working. It is the people on the ground that can't, unfortunately, because of because of COVID. But post this, there will be a massive boom. I'll be the first one to admit that I'm wrong if I am, but it just makes logical sense. They're never I don't think stop you're wrong, Grant. And they're never going to stop making movies. I don't think you're wrong. And I do believe that our South African stunt crews, not just the stunt performers, but film crews of the, the, the pedigree uh, status in, in, in the world. 100%. So... You know, I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm always, I'm always positive. I don't, I don't, I don't allow those negative thoughts to, 
you know, it's, it's tough. It's a tough time. But the work, we will be triple, double booked post-lockdown, I'm telling you now. And, uh, and so we've got to be prepared right now. Like I said, I've been breaking down uh, scripts. And now I'm studying uh, uh, Vlad Rinberg. He's, he's like, for me, he's like probably one of the best in the world. And I just study his work, you know, just, just by looking at how did he do that shot? How did he, you know, he's got a lot of cool videos on his channel. So I'm just, you know, keeping my mind busy. I'm still marinated in the making of movies, even, even, even during lockdown, you know. And if I could, if I could escape and go and train, I would, you know. So <laughs> now I'm just now I'm just studying, marinating, marinating my mind, and 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 hey, in this downtime, guess what? Your script breakdowns will just become better because you've got time. You can look at it more in depth. You can you can work on how you're gonna uh, how can I make this better on Excel? How can I make my my cost estimates look even better? Okay, so you always you always busy. Yeah. I think it's important for the stunt uh, stunt performers spending a lot of time networking and speaking to productions to uh, just mitigate that back pain from sitting in front of a screen the whole time. Look, like I said, you know, I'm not into this whole, I'm, I've, I've, maybe I should, you know, I'm not into this whole uh, weights and I'm, I like interactive combat training, man. I love being interactive. I love, you know, because that's my passion, you know. I love, I love fight choreography, so I love to be engaging with another moving party. You, you get what I'm saying? A dead weight. I've never been on a movie set where they go, and action, and you're doing 20 sets of, of, of arm curls. I have been on a movie set where they go, and action, and you do a reaction, poof, and a hip throw, and an arm bar. So I think it's valuable that you go out and learn that, you know, and I'm not saying don't do weight training because we've got to look after the body. We've got to keep the core strong. We've got to be fit and strong as stunt performers. But you've got to, like I said, you don't have to be the master of all. Just be the jack of all. You get what I'm saying? So God, I get what you're saying. Punch some mitts, work on the footwork, work on the reactions, get choked out a bit so you know how it feels. So when you're in there with an actor, you know what you're talking about. You've been there, you felt it. You know, it all ties into the drama of it too because you can actually, you know, you can you can relate to, uh, if it really happens, this is how it feels like. Oh, okay, cool. And, and, and so forth and so forth. So, I just keep my mind busy all the time. I've marinated in the, in the making of film. That's amazing, Grant. Grant, what's your favorite video on Money Talks? Uh, you know what? What one I like, what one I, I, always, I, always, um, I always tell people, you got to look at that one is how to pay your bond without overextending yourself in eight years. That's my favorite video. Uh, also because I understood it. It was so, you know, you could understand it because you... you you know, with the animation and all that jazz, I really thought it was very cool. And, you know, I feel if a lot of people are armed with that information, you know, because your biggest asset is your, your house, right? And so that that video, there are many, but that one, you know, if you're going to put me on, on, on the spot here, that video, uh, I've told many people to watch that video. I appreciate it, Grant. Thank you very much, man. And, you know, it's, it's a simple story. You... you You've always been passionate. You've always driven. Uh, behind your actions was the passion and drive to get you throughout every obstacle that stood in your way. 
to help you stay on your feet, to continue to grow. Uh, and, and we have a wonderful industry with many people that can help and, and teach you. But more importantly, you were, ability, you were switched on and ready to receive that information. You had a vision and every day you wake up proud, um, you know, through, through the single days, through partnerships, through having a, a child in an industry such as film and stunts at the highest level, performing the way you do with your art. Grant, I wish you so much into the future, my friend. And you are a friend, so we, we, we chat regularly. Yeah, Tell the listeners do. out there, guys, this, uh, take something from here is the passion, uh, the realness of how this man uh, is true to himself, his colleague, his partner, his co-founder of Stunt Team, Vernon Willems. I wish he could have been here on the call with us. Yeah, man. Two amazing That's individuals that, uh, that, that attack life head on through through the passion, through the hardships, learning along the way through finances and, and are continuously seeing success. And it's to no surprises. Grant, thank you very much for being here with us. And uh, I, I, I have no doubt all freelancers, not just freelance stunt performers, but guys in the film, film industry, anyone that's struggling in business right now, take this message as an opportunity to find your purpose, look back inside you, re-energize and and be ready for world after lockdown, world after CV. And there is light at the end of the tunnel. Light that fire and take, take, it, take it head on. And it's a new world out there. Grant, thank you very much for being here, for inspiring. Uh, I can hear the story over and over and I find different meaning to it. Um, guys, Grant Powell, subscribe to his YouTube channel to see amazing fight choreography, things that you've never seen on camera before, and you'll start seeing a lot more on the main screen. Thanks very much for watching. Hit that subscribe button, share this video. Grant, thank you, thank you very much, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Sweet, brother.